Blog Talk Radio. Tonight here at Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International, this is Evangelist Janet Taylor. We are coming to you live tonight from the Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. For those of you who have been trying to find us, you can find us on the web at www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. Um, you can also locate us. Um, through PayPal, I mean, not through PayPal, um, by email at J-E-T, <coughs> J-E-T 245 at You can also contact us. Uh, our phone number is 336-830-0601. And if you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so. Um, through Zelle or PayPal using our email address, jet245 at n.com. Glory be to God. I'd like to uh, invite you also to tune in with us for the sweet hour of prayer Monday through Saturday at 12 noon. We pray for one hour because Jesus said, can you not pray with me for one hour? So it's Monday through Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The phone number for um, the prayer line is 425-436-6333. And the access code is 716-5050. Again, the sweet hour of prayer, Monday through Saturday 
at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, and um, that number is uh, 425-436-6333, or on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The access code is 716-5050. We're going to go straight into the Word of God on tonight, so I would encourage you to get your notebooks, get your pencil and paper, and whatever it is you want to be taking notes tonight, um, because I'm going um, to share with you what the Lord has given me. I always ask God, what would you have me to share with the people? And I always wait until I hear from him. So this is what the Lord gave me. I don't know who this is for, but I pray that it will bless and encourage you as it has me. You know, so many times we we do things um, in the body of Christ and we think, is what I'm doing Is it worth anything? Is anybody noticing what I am doing for the kingdom of God? Often it is a tremendous sacrifice, and sometimes it feels like it goes unnoticed. But I want you to know that nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. Now, the key to this whole thing is that our heart must be pure. In other words, we should not do things to be seen of men. Glory be to God. Whatever we do, we need to do it in word or deed for the glory of God. And the Bible tells us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31. It says, whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. But I find out that most people are performance-driven, and um, they want to do things to impress uh, others. They want to impress the pastor. They want to impress uh, the members in the church, and they uh, want to seem to, you know, be a super, super uh, saint, so to speak, although there is no such thing. However, Only what we do for Christ is going to last. Everything else, everything is going to be tried by fire. The Bible tells us this. And um, uh, everything uh, that doesn't burn up, that is what God is going to accept. Glory be to God. So we have to make sure that what we are doing, first of all, that it is what the Lord has told us to do. So many people are wasting their time doing good things, but they are not God things. And we want to do God things. We want to do what we have been called to do. A few weeks ago, I um, went to the store and I stopped on the way back. I saw a little produce stand on the side of the road, and a young man was selling watermelons. He had, you know, watermelons, tomatoes, and and um, cantaloupes and just some pretty nice fruit. And so while I was um, interested in purchasing a watermelon, I began, uh, struck up a conversation with him, and I was talking about, I'm always going to talk about the Lord Jesus. And so I began to talk to him about the Lord Jesus. And um, the young man told me that what he was doing, uh, selling those watermelons, that was his calling. I told him, absolutely not. That was not his calling. That was just something God has allowed him to do. He was made for more than that. He was created uh, for, for to give God glory. And then I noticed that he had been drinking. And um, so I, I talked to him about the Lord, and he tried to tell me that he believed all religions were the same. And I told him, they are, but Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is the way to heaven. Glory be to God. And so um, it amazed me how he thought that him selling that produce, I mean, this was a young guy. He thought that him selling that produce on the side of the road, that that was his calling. And um, so people are doing 
uh, different things in life, and that may not, they may be good things, but that may not be your calling. Glory be to God. Now, um, so whatever it is that God has called us to do, we need to be, first of all, diligent about it. That is, be found doing what God has called us to do. And then do it uh, as unto the Lord. Do it with all your heart. Um, I used to be a high school English teacher, and um, one thing that uh, I, I, I was a teacher of excellence, not by my own standards, but by the standards of my peers and even my students. They loved me, and they still love me to this day. I have so many adult students that reach out to me through Facebook, through social media. Some of them, uh, I run into them in different places in the mall and at Walmart, and the first thing they say is, "Miss Taylor, pray for me, because they knew that was my reputation. They knew I was a woman of prayer. My coworkers knew this. Uh, people that I came in contact with in general, they knew uh, who Janet Taylor was. She's a Christian. She's a woman of God, and she is a woman of prayer. My students knew this also about me. One of my students came to me one time and said he didn't have my homework because um, their lights had been cut off. I told him, well, I can't do nothing about your lights being cut off. I said, well, let's pray. Let's pray and uh, ask God to turn them lights back on. And so um, I prayed with them right there on the spot. And three days later, he came to me and said, "Miss Taylor, it worked. I would like to back on. I said, good, you better get my homework in here, and you better get it in here quick. So uh, my point is is that um, I was known in the school system as a prayer warrior. My principal knew it. They came to me often for prayer and um, confided in me about things, and I prayed for them. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But whatever you do, I was an English teacher, and so I love teaching, and I love working with young people. I, I had no problem correcting them and uh, disciplining them. I had no problem telling them what was right according to the Bible. I was not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because I knew that the only reason I was in the school system was because of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if it had not been for him, uh, I never would have got in the door because I, I, I lived a very wicked and sinful life um, before Jesus saved me. So I had no qualms about making it known who my Savior was in the school. Uh, I, I, I professed a, to be a Christian, but I also possessed it. So the Bible tells us in uh, Colossians 3 and 17 that whatsoever we do, whether um, you are called to, uh, you know, if you're a janitor or if you're a maid or whatever, whatsoever we do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Glory be to God. So we have a responsibility. You and I were put here to give, to bring glory to God. That's the only reason he created us. He created us that we, man was created to glorify God. Hallelujah. So I'm praying tonight that um, your life is, is doing just that, that your life is bringing glory to God and that we are not performance-driven and that the things that you and I have been called to do, that we are not doing it to get man's approval because so much time is wasted on this, but, but it's only um, what we do for Christ that will last. Now, um, our eternal reward will not and cannot come from man. It's going to come from God. Because God sees everything, and he judges us. He judges us by our hearts. So he knows the heart. The Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. 
we can say, we humans are capable of saying, I love you, but hate you in their heart. And, um, but God would not have us to do that. God would not have uh, us to do that because he knows, he knows what's in our heart. He will always, 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 always uh, uh, know uh, the truth about us. You, you can fool me and I can fool you, but one person that we cannot fool is God, God Almighty. Our Father God, he knows what's in our heart. There's no point in us trying to uh, face the funk with the Lord because it, it won't work. Now, uh, so he's going to judge us uh, by our heart. Men, uh, they go by our outward appearance. But the Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart because God is the only one that can see. He can see what's in our heart. He sees the good, the bad, and the ugly. He knows all about it. Glory be to God. So uh, if we have been given an assignment uh, that may seem menial or trivial, uh, we need to do it as unto the Lord because only what we do for Christ will last. And God knows everything, but he also remembers everything. And uh, sometimes you feel like, well, nobody's noticing uh, what I'm doing. It's the pastor uh, is not paying attention or the, uh, or, or the leaders in the church, they don't know that I'm the one that cleans the toilet. They don't know that I'm the one that comes and trims uh, the bushes. They don't know that I'm the one that came and planted these flowers. But our Father in heaven knows, and he will repay every kindness, every good every good seed that is so every word of encouragement. He will repay every hug that we have given, every time we have lifted up the brokenhearted and, and, and picked up the, the cast down and the poor and the feeble. Our Father sees it. Nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. So when we look at this text, we're going to go to Esther chapter 2, verse 21 through 23. And then I'm going to expound on that. So uh, in Esther chapter 2, it says, In those days while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Vixen and Teresh, of, who, of those which kept the door, were wroth and sought to lay hands on Ahasuerus. Um, King Ahasuerus, and the thing was known to Mordecai, told it unto Esther the queen, and Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. And when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore, they were both hanged on a tree, as it was written in the book of the Chronicles, before the king. Glory be to God. So Mordecai, he learned um, that nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. Because when he was appointed to sit at the king's gate, he was a magistrate. And he was strategically, I believe God strategically placed him there um, to be in a position so that he could overhear uh, uh, palace officials' conversations. He was put there by God, glory be to God, because um, Mordecai was Esther's cousin, and he had told Esther when she got uh, put into the palace, he told Esther not to let it be known that she was a Jew because um, uh, anti-Semitism was on the rise. It was it was at an all time high. So Mordecai told her to keep that tucked away to herself. 
and she obeyed him. He had raised her um, from a child when her father and mother got killed. He raised her as his own daughter. So she obeyed uh, what he told her. He was her cousin, but he raised her as, as, as his very own. And um, because he had access to the royal court, Mordecai overheard a plot by two of the king's chamberlains to assassinate him. And Mordecai told it to Esther, and Esther uh, related to the king. Now, Esther was in a position, you see, God had strategically, as the new queen, she replaced Vashti. And God had put her in this position because everything God does is a righteous act of God. And so God had put her in this position to fulfill his plan and his purpose. The Jews were hated, and uh, the hatred was so vehement, uh, if, if anybody had found out before time, that Esther was a Jew, she would have never become the queen. So Mordecai told her to keep that uh, secret, and she did. But God had positioned Esther and Mordecai in these positions. Esther was queen, and when she became queen, she appointed her uh, cousin, Mordecai, as he was somewhat of a magistrate or a judge because he sat at the king's gate. And I'm going to tell you something. That is important. Uh, it, any old body couldn't sit at the king's gate. So Mordecai was strategically placed there by the Lord, and he had access to the royal court, and he overheard a plot that uh, uh, Vixen and Teresh, they got angry with the king. As a matter of fact, they got so angry with him, they decided they were going to kill him and overthrow the kingdom. And Mordecai told it to Esther. Esther related to the king, but she told it in Mordecai's name. That is so important because so many times we will go and um, – have information, or we will go and do a thing, but we don't give proper credit to who proper credit belongs to. Often, we try to pass it off as if it was our invention or our uh, bright idea. When it was not, it was somebody else. So she did the right thing. She told it to the king, but she certified it in Mordecai's name because Mordecai was the one who um, overheard what these two um, cooks were planning to do. And it was Mordecai who spared the king, who saved the king's life, not Esther. It was Mordecai. So Esther did not try to get the glory for it. She did not try to take credit for it. Mordecai uh, found this out. In other words, Mordecai exposed of their wickedness. And so um, Mordecai told it, and their plot was spoiled, and the king's life was saved. And um, it was recorded by the scribes in um, the king's book of the record of the Chronicles. And so, um, you know, it was recorded in history. It was made a part of the history of the king of Susa. Glory be to God. So one night, the king could not sleep. He, he, he was restless, and he could not sleep. So he called um, for the books to be read, and the king learned um, that it was Mordecai. So the king kind of got his memory refreshed, so to speak. And um, it was uh, Esther's cousin kill him. So the king wanted to know, had anything been done for Mordecai? And um, the answer, uh, somebody was out in the king's court and heard the king say, had anything been done for him? So we're going to pick it up back here at chapter 6. 
Um, One night could not the king sleep, and he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keeper of the door, who sought to lay hands on King Azurus. And the king said, what honor and dignity have been done for Mordecai? Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, there is nothing done for him. So, you know, king couldn't sleep one night, and he called for the books to be read, and the books were open and read to him, and he was reminded of what uh, Mordecai had done to actually save his life. So the king wanted to know, has anything been done for him uh, concerning this? I mean, this man, he saved my life, and the king felt indebted towards him. And so um, what happened was uh, the servants told the king nothing has been done. But while the king was talking to the servants, Haman, who hated the Jews, he was the arch enemy of the Jews, Haman um, was out there in the king's outer court, probably snooping and listening, and, uh, but he didn't hear the whole conversation. He heard what had been done honor this man. And so he had already prepared some gallows to hang him on because he hated the Jews. He was the Jews' arch enemy. And um, so when the king said, who's out there in the court, Haman answered. And so the king uh, said, uh, what honor has been done uh, for the man that, uh, uh, that I choose to honor? So Haman, <laughs> Haman thought the king was talking about him. He thought that the king wanted to honor him. He had no idea that he was talking about Mordecai. And so Haman said, oh, let the royal apparel, I mean, he did it up. He said, let the royal apparel uh, be brought uh, that the king used to wear, and let him ride on the king's horse, and let's put the royal crown upon his head. You see, he was so self-centered he thought all of this was going to be done for him. And then um, the king liked it. The king said, you know what, I like that idea. And he said, uh, make haste to, to, to make it be done. Uh, go at once and, and, and take care of it. And so he said, let none of it fail what you have said. He said, if we don't do exactly what you said. But Haman had no idea that it was going to be Mordecai. So uh, the scripture goes on to say, Haman ran to his house and um, did all of this that he had planned to do. But then when he saw that the king was talking about Mordecai, he was crestfallen. His face dropped. He was sad. His countenance was low. I'm certain that he had a headache. (laughs) You see, the devil is such a fool that he has no idea when he begins to mess with God's people that he is really the, the, the ditch that he's digging for the people of God is the pit and the snare that he himself will be overtaking in. That's why you don't have to worry about your enemies because those same enemies that's plotting and digging ditches for you have no idea that those uh, ditches are the very same ditches they're going to fall in. So the Bible says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Glory be to God, because they will soon be cut off. Don't even worry about it. And the scripture goes on to say, thou will diligently consider his, his place, and it shall not be. This is Psalm uh, 34. I'm going to turn there in a minute. But I want to finish this thought on on this Haman. He was wicked. He hated the Jews, and God had something for him. God had he had already 
he had already gone before him, and uh, he was he was actually uh, uh, digging a hole. He was digging a hole, but he was digging it for himself, and he had no idea that um, the things that he was doing was for him. And uh, the scripture says in Psalm 34, evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servant, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Glory be to God. And I just love how God does things. Glory be to God. He tells us not to worry about the wicked. And in Psalm 37, he said, The wicked plot against the just and gnash against him with his teeth. But the Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Let me tell you something. I know, I know the word of God. It is tried and true. I remember that there was a a, a lady that I worked with on my job. I was the principal of a school and she hated my gut. She hated me without a cause. She hated me, first of all, I believe because of the color of my skin. I was black and she was white. She told me, you're not my boss. And um, she wouldn't even speak to me. She was just wicked. She was wicked. I, I really do believe this girl operated uh, in witchcraft. Um, and uh, she was wicked and she was mean. To me, and I had been nothing but kind to her. As a matter of fact, when when other people had uh, been so uh, unkind to her, I was the one that would ask her, "Was she okay?" And um, I was the one that would uh, try to see about her. But the more I tried to be kind to her, the worse she treated me. But I continued uh, being kind to her. Well, the Bible says that I have seen the wicked in great power, spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Uh, the scripture goes on to say that uh, thou will diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. In other words, the wicked is going to perish. He's going to get his just due, but we are not. We are not to be afraid of the wicked. The wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke, uh, shall they consume away. They have no mercy. They are greedy. They don't care about who has been kind to them. They, they just don't care. But I'm going to tell you something. The Lord is with the righteous. He always have been. The Bible says that the wicked have drawn out their sword, and they have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For a yet for a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. So I learned, even from the word, but also from experience, don't be moved by these wicked people on these jobs that hate you for no reason. They hate you because you love the Lord. They hate you because the hand of God is on you. They hate you because everything you touch turns to gold. They hate you because they see you prospering, and they are striving and striving and striving to get where you are, but they can't because the favor of God has encompassed you like a shield. See, favor ain't fair. You can't buy favor. Favor comes from God, and they are breaking their neck to get promotions. But promotions do not come from the east nor from the west. Promotion cometh from God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And God will cause his face to shine upon you. Glory be to God. So don't be moved by the wicked. 
I promise you, you will see him again. Maybe you saw him going up the ladder of success, but all you got to do is hang around. He shall soon be cut off. Glory be to God in the highest. So Esther, Esther is the queen, and her cousin Mordecai is a, a, a magistrate or a judge in the, at the king's gate. And Haman, the wicked Haman, is the enemy of the Jews. And let me tell you something. Anybody who is your enemy is an enemy of God. Glory be to God. If they hated him, they're going to hate you. And if they hate you because he lives in you, then they hate God. And that's really where these wicked people are coming from. I used to ask myself, what have I done to this girl? I didn't do anything to her. You know what it was? She saw Christ in me. Glory be to God. She saw him. I reached of Jesus Christ, and she could not stand it. The devil smells uh, uh, Christ on you, and he cannot stand it. They know Jesus when they see him. Glory be to God. And um, I wasn't just talking the talk. I walked the walk, and she hated me. She hated my guts. Glory be to God. And uh, in the beginning, it bothered me. It bothered me, and I did what I could to try to make friends with her. I was always there for her. I tried to run to her rescue. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. You cannot make friends with a froward man. You have to leave that to God. If God don't change their heart, I mean, you, you can be kind to them. There's nothing wrong. I spoke to her every day. Uh, I tried to compliment her when she looked very nice. and I just did whatever I could. But uh, she loved uh, coffee from Starbucks. Occasionally, I would bring her a Starbucks card and uh, just gift it to her. But nothing, absolutely nothing I did uh, could appease how this woman felt about me. Uh, she really thought I was beneath her. She thought I was trash. And um, I, I, I later found out that it was she who was trash. Uh, I, I, I just couldn't believe that she carried on. Uh, she put on such airs, and um, she was the one who actually came out of the gutter. So, but I, I didn't even, I didn't even uh, follow that up. I just knew this girl hated me without a cause. And um, I did everything that I could. And somebody listening to the sound of my voice, you're going through this exact same thing tonight. But I want to tell you to hold on. Let me give you the title of this message. The title of this message is The Keeper of the books. Now, uh, uh, as I get uh, further along, I'm going to tell you who the keeper of the books is. So uh, um, Mordecai has, uh, he's being rewarded for what he did for the king. And Haman, the wicked Haman, has opened up his big mouth and told the king everything that should be done for the man that he wanted to honor, thinking that the king wanted to honor him, but it was Mordecai. And so the Bible says that Haman, uh, when he saw uh, uh, Mordecai wearing um, the king's robe and um, dressed uh, 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 so immaculately, robed in the righteousness of Christ and uh, arrayed so and he had to ride on the horse, and they put the crown on him, and he walked, he rode through the city, and they proclaimed uh, his name before him. Uh, uh, the Bible says that Haman, he just couldn't take it. He ran home crying. I <laughs> couldn't take it. He ran home crying. And his wife told him, uh, if Mordecai, be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast began to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shall surely fall before him. 
So his own wife prophesied his doom. And, you know, I know he just, I, I, I know he did not sleep well that night. But let me tell you something. This We're getting down to the gist of this message, and this is what it's all about. If God be for you, who can be against you? So many times we as believers are treated unjustly and unfairly. We're passed over, looked over, stepped over, walked on, and just treated so badly on these jobs. And uh, the, the wicked are promoted right in front of our face. They are not as skilled as we are. They lack the training. Um, they just lack everything. But because they are wicked, and the wicked, they do stick together. I, I must admit that. They look out for one another. And it seems like all hope is gone. It seems like what is it? What, what's the use? I'm, I've done all this good. I've, I've, I've invested all my time, I, all this training I've taken, and I still don't seem to be able to get that promotion. But I'm going to tell you something. You hold on because it ain't over until you see the screen credits roll. A lot of times we think, well, he got that position. Now that's the end of that. I might as well go sit in a corner somewhere and cry. Cry me a river of tears. No, that's not how you're going out. Because as I said earlier, if God be for you, who can be against you? And so Haman did all that. He did all that. And then he ended up being embarrassed. He ended up with mud on his face because he thought the king was talking about him, but it was Mordecai. Mordecai the one who got dressed in the royal apparel. Mordecai was the one who rode on the royal horse. And Mordecai was the one who got to wear the royal crown. Glory be to God. That's why we don't have to be concerned with who's looking at us, who's getting promoted before us. In the fullness of time, the Bible says, we shall reap if we faint not. Just don't give up. That's all. Just don't give up. Keep doing what you are doing because it looks like they're going to the top. It looks like they're excelling. It looks like. But you got to keep on keeping on and watch what God does. Glory be to God. So whatever you are assigned to do, do it all as unto the Lord, not for man's approval, but for God's approval. If you are called to sweep the floor, sweep the floor for God's glory. If you are called to be a janitor, be the best janitor you can for God's glory. If you are the garbage man, be the best garbage man that you can for the glory of God. If you are a grave digger, you be the best grave digger there is for the glory of God. If you can sing and God has called you to sing, Glorify God with your voice. Glory be to God. So many people have these talents, and as soon as they're discovered, they go and sell themselves to the world. No, don't hoard your gifts out to the world. You stay safe. Stay with God, because God is the one that gave you that talent. If you're a brick mason or a painter, be the best brick mason and painter there is to the glory of God. If you are a homemaker, you be the best homemaker you can be to the glory of God. Us despise not thy small beginnings. Glory be to God. If you a chef, a babysitter, or even a maid, you be the best chef, the best babysitter, and the best maid, all to the glory of God. Make sure that God gets the glory out of your life. Glory be to God. Don't do things to be seen of men, glory be to God, because I'm going to tell you something about men. If men promote you, those same men will demote you. So you don't want man's approval. It is always God's approval that we must seek, glory be to God. And if you do it with the right heart, you already have God's approval, glory be to God. If you have got to be a street sweeper, Sweep those streets to the glory of God. Sweep them like you are doing it 
in God's house. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Because only what you do for Christ is going to last. You see, God is the keeper of the bush. One night when the king couldn't sleep, he called for the book. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And to the believers, there is a book of remembrance. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He called for the book. Glory be to God. And I'm going to tell you something. God is the keeper of the book. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you've been passed over, how you've been looked over, how you've been put over in a corner. It does not matter when it's your time. God will promote you. God will promote you, and they won't even know why you're being promoted. Uh, They will scratch their heads because they have no idea why you got promoted. In other words, these were the wicked. These were the people that hated your guts, but they got to give it to you when God said give it to you. Glory be to God. It doesn't matter who did you wrong. It doesn't matter. Because Jesus said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. And one of the names of God is Jehovah Gamola, and that means the God of recompense. He said, I will restore to you the years that the canker worm and the locust and the palmer worm and all of these things, he said, I will restore to you what they have eaten up. I'm going to give it back to you with interest. Glory be to God. And then over in Psalm 23, glory be to God. He said, I will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. God's going to bless you in front of your enemies. God's going to make them watch him bless you. Glory be to God. The ones that plotted against you, the ones that stabbed you in the back, the ones that betrayed you, the ones that tried to put you down, they were the ones that stole your idea. They presented it as theirs. They were the ones that tried to get you to do all their dirty work, and then they got the promotion. But God said, I'm going to bless you and make the devil look. Glory be to God. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about the wicked and all their plotting and all their scheming. Glory be to God. God will repay you for your work of love. This is what uh, Hebrews 6 and 10 says. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. In other words, God is the keeper of the book. What you have done for the Lord. It is recorded in heaven. Glory be to God. All of the secret things that you have done, the things that nobody else knows about, the extra time that you stayed, the time that you put in, that you didn't get paid for, everything that you have done for the kingdom of God, God said, I'm going to repay you. I'm going to repay you for all those long hours. I'm going to repay you for the times when they asked you to come in on Saturday and nobody else came. It was always you. Glory be to God. God said, I'm going to repay you for the times they told you you had to stay late, but we're not going to pay you for it, the overtime. God said, it was always you that they told they had to stay late. He said, I'm going to repay you. God said, I'm going to repay you every time you went somewhere in my name and they cheated you out of the money. They didn't give you what they should have given. He said, I'm going to repay you. You know, when I first started preaching, God told me, he said, never set a fee for the preaching of the gospel. He said, if you preach what I tell you to preach and you preach my word in my name, he said, I will pay you. And then he said, he added something extra. He said, if you go and you do what I tell you to do, and they don't give you what they should have given you, I will make up the difference. And I cannot tell you the number of times that I have gone somewhere and ministered and was mistreated and uh, cheated and abused. Because people will take advantage of your gift. Oh, yeah, they'll do it. 
there's, there's, there's a lack of integrity in the body of Christ. People feel like, well, that's just a little so-and-so. Uh, I don't have to give her nothing, or I, 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 I don't have to uh, do right by her. But then they'll call for some of the big-name preachers, um, the T.D. Jakes and the Creflo Dollars, and uh, they'll pretty much mortgage their house to give them a good offering. And, um, uh, you know, the Bible said it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. So it doesn't matter who the individual is. Are they anointed? Uh, are they bringing you a yoke-destroying, burden-removing word? Glory be to God. Is it from God? Have they heard from God? Or did they uh, go on sermons.com and uh, print a sermon that they got off the Internet? They didn't hear from God. They didn't get it from God. And um, they really can't even preach it because uh, they have no revelation. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. See, the only way you can get a word from God, you got to be in relationship with God. And some of these preachers, I don't mean no harm. Some of them are so busy, they don't have time to sit down with God and to study and to ask God uh, uh, for a message for the people because God wants to give a message uh, for the people that the people need, not something that they done warmed up from last week. You know, nothing wrong with leftovers, but uh, you can't keep preaching the same message to all these different people because that word may not be for this house. Glory be to God. So we need preachers who will uh, spend time with the Lord. They spend time in his word, and they hear from him. Glory be to God. They're not making uh, up messages saying, thus saith the Lord, when the Lord have not even spoken to them. And, you know, the people today, they don't even know the difference. Uh, most of the time, uh, people don't know if that message came from the Lord or if it came from sermon.com. Glory be to God. And now they have uh, artificial intelligence uh, writing the messages for them. So you don't know where that word came from. Glory be to God. If a computer can give you a four-point message, you, 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 you better beware. You better beware. In other words, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So, I said all this to let you know that God will repay you for your work and labor of love. Turn now to 1 Corinthians. Uh, I, I, I'm going back to uh, 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 the book of remembrance. Let's look at Malachi, Malachi 3 and um, 16. Yeah, Malachi 3 and 16. And I have a subheading for that. It says, the final lot of the righteous and of the wicked. Then they that feared the Lord, so the key word here is they that feared the Lord, spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. A book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels, I and I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serveth him. And they shall return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Glory be to God. So in the end, <clears throat> there's going to be a distinction between the righteous and the wicked. The righteous are those that serve God, and the wicked are those that serve him not. Now, whose name is going to be written in that book of remembrance? Everybody's name. Everybody's name is written in the book of remembrance whether your deeds are good or evil. Glory be to God in the highest. So we don't have to worry about being passed over. And the Bible says that he that lendeth unto the poor 
lendeth unto the Lord. If you've done anything for God, if you've given to the poor, if you've fed the hungry, if you've uh, 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 given things to the homeless, if you've done uh, kind deeds for homeless people, the Bible says if you lend to the poor, you lend to the Lord. And Matthew, Matthew chapter uh, 25 uh, backs that up. I'm going to turn there right now, and this is what it says. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee unhungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? And when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hunger, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not unto me. Glory be to God. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Glory be to God in the highest. So you won't do anything for God that he will not repay you for. The disciples told Jesus, they said, Lord, we have given up everything to follow thee. And he said, he answered them, he said, there is no man that have given up houses, families, businesses, and I'm paraphrasing him, and all these things, for my sake, that shall not receive a hundredfold in this life with persecution. So in other words, you're not going to uh, outgive God. That's the bottom line. You're not going to outgive God. If you've made sacrifices and you've done all these kind things, you have done it as unto the Lord. And God is Jehovah Gamola, the God of recompense. He will repay you for your work and labor of love. Why? Because God is the keeper of the book. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I love this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it speaks volumes to me. Glory be to God. We're going to start at verse 25. And this is what it says. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, 
and base things of the world and things which I despise have God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who is who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorious, let him glory in the Lord. Glory, hallelujah. That's First Corinthians chapter 1, verses 25 through 31. In other words, all the glory that you do, let it be of, of God, hallelujah, and unto him. For the scriptures tell us that the power be of God, lest any man should boast. The power is of God, not of us. Glory be to God. So we have to give God all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. You see, God is not interested in titles or positions or any of that because promotion, it comes from God. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God alone can search the heart. Glory be to God. And so tonight I want to conclude with Psalm 139, verse uh, 23, and this is what it says. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. That needs to be our prayer tonight. Whatever you're doing, do it all for the glory of God, because God is the keeper of the book. He keeps the book, and the records in heaven are straight. Glory be able to God. No one will ever be able to take credit for what you have done for the Lord. Glory be to God. And by the same token, you won't be able to take credit for anything that God has done for us. Hallelujah. We will never be able to take God's glory. God says he would not share his glory with another. Glory be to God. So we have to remember, men, they love to praise us. They love to praise men. But we must always keep the focus on God. Whatever you do, I don't care how great it is, always say to God, be the glory. Give God the glory. Do not let men praise you for anything because you'll be in danger with God. Hallelujah. You see, one of the things that God hates, there are seven. I'm just going to give you one now. He hates, so we never want to get lifted up in ourselves because God is, uh, he's all-knowing. One of his names is El Roy, which means the God who sees me. He sees. He sees everything. He knows everything. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. And he sees everything. He can see what's in our heart. Glory be to God. He can see what's in our heart. And he knows what's in our heart. So tonight, that's tonight's message, is that God is the keeper of the book. He keeps the book, and the records are straight in heaven. There's no uh, records that have been misfiled or uh, something put in your file that doesn't belong there. In other words, there's no uh, mix-up in heaven because God is the keeper of the book. May God bless you. May heaven smile on you. Hallelujah. I'm going to conclude with this uh, benediction from Hebrew chapter 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And this is what it says. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, 
working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Remember, God is the keeper of the book and the record in heaven. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor. This message has come to you live tonight from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. You can reach us by calling 336 if you need prayer, 336-830-0601, or you can send us an email at jet245 at msn.com, or if you are led to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so through PayPal and Zelle using the email address, jet245 at msn.com. Join us Monday through Saturday for the sweet hour of prayer at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, uh, the phone number for the prayer line is area code 425-436-6333 or, um, and the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. We love you here at Walls of Fire. Into, uh, <laughs> Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International, and would love to hear from you. Send us an email or or, or text us at 336-830-0601. Let us hear from you. If these messages are blessing you, sow a seed into this ministry. Um, you can do so through PayPal or Zelle. Uh, and uh, ID code is JET245 at msn.com. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor. This message has been brought to you tonight live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. We thank God for you. We look forward to talking to you uh, again and ministering with you and just fellowshipping with you uh, next week at the same time same place same time god bless you and good night lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.